Well, it took me 36 years to finally go to my first winter meetings, and it did not disappoint. I want to tell you about my experience, and also, should you go to the winter meetings? Here it is right now on the Setup Man podcast. If you had the chance to have a beer with your favorite baseball player, what would you talk about? Would you ask the same tired questions like every reporter after the game? How did you feel? What was going through your mind? Yada, yada, yada. Probably not. It's time you hear the stories that these players have never told. This is the Setup Man Podcast, where we have conversations that every fan wants to hear and the stories that every player and coach deserve to share. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, guys? Kyle Stanley here on the Setup Man Podcast, and I'm going to be talking to you about my winter meetings experience today. Uh, first of all, before we do get to that, I will let you know there is a video of this. If you want to see some visuals, you can go to setupman.net or just go to the Setup Man YouTube channel and watch that YouTube video. And also, just in case you didn't know, we do have a brand new sponsor for this podcast. It's called Shinola Watches. They are a luxury watch company based out of Detroit, and they're really awesome. They're not paying us, guys. You know, I'm not looking for a paid sponsorship for this. Maybe eventually that would be kind of cool, but I want to make this as um, friendly for all of you out there without feeling like you're getting sold by something every other minute. But one of the things I like about Shinola was that they said, yeah, we'll give a gift away to your guests, a luxury watch just for being on the show. And so that's exactly what they do for us. If you haven't checked them out, you should go check them out. Really nice watches. You can see in a few of my videos, I'm wearing the watch. Really enjoy it. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Why did I go to this winter meetings? It wasn't just because I started a podcast. That was a huge, huge part of it. But honestly... When I started this podcast, I kind of thought, all right, what are some major events that I could go to for networking and to meet more players and coaches? And, you know, the GM meetings was one. The winter meetings was another. Obviously, I'm going to be going to spring training. A lot of these started to pop up, but I was like, well, it's kind of a bummer because the winter meetings are in Nashville. I'm in California. That's kind of far. Ugh. It's going to be tough for me to be able to convince my wife and even kind of justify forking up the money to go to that. Well, as many of you know, I'm already a real estate investor and I was able to randomly get connected with a couple properties on the East Coast, one in Kentucky and another in Indiana. And we decided we were going to close on these properties. And that was about a week before the winter meetings were starting. And I said, well, why don't we just go see these properties in person and then we can get a rental car and drive on over to Nashville. And that's exactly what we did. So it didn't take my wife much convincing. She said, Nashville winter at a really amazing hotel. The uh, Gaylord over there in Nashville is where it was at, where it was going to be decked out with Christmas attire and decorations and everything. That was easy. Plus, she's a baseball fan just like me. If you don't have a baseball fan spouse in your life, you should get one. It's pretty awesome. Uh, then that was it, right? Like we were off to the races. We were going to go. So we end our time in, we went to Kentucky first, then we went to Indiana. We end our time over there and we get on a flight from Indiana. No, backtrack. What did we do here? We went Kentucky, we went Indiana to Kentucky. Sorry about that. And on the flight from uh, Indiana to Kentucky, 
we bump into Rob Schneider, like of all things. He actually started the conversation too. It was really crazy. He is walking right next to us. I could feel like someone kind of walking near us, but our daughter is adorable. And so, of course, we get tons of people saying, what a cute kid, what cute outfit they're wearing, and yada, yada. Some of them in Hawaii when we were there called her a boy. And we were like, how do you call her a boy? She's wearing pink and she's got earrings on. But anyway, uh, Rob says, what an adorable young girl. What an awesome outfit. And they grow up too fast. And I didn't even see him talking to us. All I saw, actually all I heard was him talking. And so I just said, thanks, we appreciate it. And he takes a couple more steps in front of us. And I see, like, wait, is that Rob Schneider? And I said, Rob? And he's like, yeah, what's going on? I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, So, of course, I took a photo with him, and uh, he talked with us for another 30 seconds or so. I actually told him we were on our way to the winter meetings, and you could tell he's a little bit of a baseball fan, too. I mean, he is. He did make that movie Benchwarmers, right? So he's got to be a little bit of a baseball fan. Um, but that was what kind of like kicked off this whole thing. So we go to Kentucky, we see the property, then we drive over to Nashville, basically same day. And when we got there, the plan was not to go there that night, but we got there around seven and I said, babe, we need to go at least like scope out what's going on there tonight so that I can have some sort of plan tomorrow. She said, okay, let's go. So I had really low expectations, right? I had been doing this this segment called Rumor Has It where I've been connecting with a lot of beat writers and they've been telling me what their teams are doing. And on at the end of those conversations, I have been asking them, hey, are you going to the winter meetings? Maybe we can meet there. And they all pretty much said the same thing. It's pretty boring. Nothing really goes on. It's just a reason for people to go there and uh, socialize and have some drinks and and I was just like, okay, that doesn't sound as exciting as I thought. But guys, I walk in to this hotel. First of all, the outside of the hotel was awesome. It was massive. Like I did not, ex it, there was like seven different parking lots at this hotel. So if you've never heard of the Gaylord Hotel, you need to check it out in Nashville. I didn't, we didn't stay there. It was like $400 a night. We weren't going to do that. I'm not getting paid to be there. So we found a little like $90 a night hotel down, uh, down the road. But I had low expectations. As soon as we walk in there, the very first person I saw, not recognized, saw was Bruce Bochy. And at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. We're really here. We're at the winter meetings. I'm about to walk up to Bruce Bochy. And I froze. I didn't know what to say. All I could say was, congrats, Bruce. And he said, thank you. And he walked by. I didn't ask to take a photo. I just was like, I had Madeline in my arms. I was just like, uh, 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 oh, uh, hi, Bruce. <laughs> and then right after that, Chris Young walks by on the other side of the room. So I didn't pass by him. But it's just like, oh, my gosh, Bruce Bochy, Chris Young, World Series champs. This is wild. So right after that, it was kind of rapid fire. I ran into two of the John Boy guys. Love John Boy, by the way, if you're not following them on Instagram or Twitter or any of their stuff. It, amazing content. Uh, one of the guys was Jolly Olive. The other guy, I see him all the time. I don't think he's on Twitter. I don't know his name. It was also one of those moments where like they introduced themselves, but I was still just like, oh, I see you guys on camera all the time. So I was kind of like fanboying. But they were super cool. Um, right after that, well, actually during that conversation, Mark DeRosa walked by and 
I so badly want to be like, hey, guys, can I, like, come back to this conversation? Because Mark DeRosa played for the Cubs. I'm a huge Cubs fan, and, like, he has some memorable moments for me. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to big league these guys. So I let Mark DeRosa, who was walking by himself, perfect opportunity to talk to him, go right by. Um, but then Ken Rosenthal, kind of kind of cool, right? Like Ken Rosenthal, the bow tie guy on Fox Sports, right? Like he's always breaking stuff on Twitter as well. And he's one of those guys that I have notifications on for. So I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to go introduce myself. Well, he was getting ready to walk into a restaurant and he was by himself. So nose deep in his phone, as you would expect, right? It's one of those events where like he is the one breaking information. So he's going to be on his phone. As soon as he was off his phone, though, I went up to him and said, hey, Ken, you know, and I introduced myself. And as soon as I introduced myself, he's got a call coming in. He's got to leave. But it gave me a little bit of a moment to be like, all right, what's like something I can say to Ken without just being like, hey, I'm a fan. Uh, So he came back. He's off his phone. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, would it bug you if I asked one question? He goes, no, no, no problem. Uh, so I asked him, if you were to start what you were doing, what, what I'm doing today, which is starting a podcast, if you were to start that today, what would you do differently or the same uh, based on how you've been able to progress in your career? And he was like, just just keep introducing yourself to people. Just keep meeting people. It was funny. He's like, I get asked to be on podcasts all the time. And if I did that, like I wouldn't even be able to do my job. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask him to be on my podcast then. That was kind of <laughs> his sign of like, not don't please don't ask me that question. Um, took a photo with him. Of course, a blurry selfie. So mad at myself for doing that. It was funny, though. I, I kept seeing him throughout the entire time. You know, we were there for basically 48 hours. He was uh, very much a recluse. Like, I, I understand he was nose to the grindstone bust in his butt right like that's how he's gotten to be where he's at today but it was just strange right like i figured the status that he's at he probably has just made a lot of friends along the way and probably uses this as a little bit of a social situation too um which just wasn't him he just was like you could tell he's writing or he's tweeting or he's on a call. He's doing stuff all the time, and he is in the zone. And you know what? That's that's great for him. Not the kind of lifestyle I'd want to lead, just to be completely honest. It's cool. The, the job is cool, but like, ugh, I, I love that I'm doing the podcast on, on my own accord and not being told I have to be breaking all this news and stuff. And, and uh, I've been down that road. For those of you that don't know, I was a news anchor for a long time. Not a long time, sorry, for uh, my first job right out of college. And I did not enjoy being told what to do and what, and how to do it and when to do it. So anyway, I, I'm i getting off topic here. Let me get back into right after that, after Ken, we ran into Joe Nathan. I Funny story, I actually met Joe Nathan in December 2016 or 17. And had a shot with him. <laughs> the guys that I was with in New York knew him, invited him out. We talked for probably about 10, 15 minutes while he was out with us. Had a shot. And, you know, the the night ended up being uh, something that he, he went on and did his own thing. But it was really cool. At that point, I think I was, you know, like 28 years old. It was cool to tell him. And, and he was my very first autograph. That was the other cool part of the story. He was my very first autograph. When I was a kid, I think I was 12 years old, went to a Giants game. He was coming up. He was a prospect, and 
he was signing autographs for everyone, and I went down there, and I didn't even know who he was, but everyone was like, you got Joe Nathan's autograph? I'm like, who's that? And then he ends up being, you know, <laughs> one of the top closers in the history of baseball. Pretty cool. Um, he said he remembered me from taking that shot back in 2016 or 17, but I don't know if he actually does. Uh, probably not. Probably not, right? Uh, and even though, guys, it sounds like I'm meeting a lot of people at this point, right? I was actually being pretty shy. Like, what do you say? What do you go when you just start seeing everyone, right? You start seeing the Bruce Bochies and the Chris Youngs. And then I saw um, a couple other managers. I saw Snitaker. I saw um, uh, Bud Black. I saw a few others. And it was just like, what do you say to them? In fact, Scott Service was right in front of us didn't recognize who he was. I, I knew he was someone, but I was like, who is he a front office guy? I can't recognize him. And then my wife just said, well, then I'm going to say hi to him. I was like, oh, don't do that. And she, of course she did. And she's like, hi, I'm Gracie. And he's like, hi, what's going on? And she's like, this is my husband, Kyle. I'm like, hi, how you doing? I uh, hope you're enjoying your time. He's like, yeah, I'm not really. <laughs> so uh, that was... That was my embarrassing moment where my wife went to bat for me, and then later that night, as I was getting ready for bed, I was like, ah, I know who that was. It was Scott Service. Uh, but anyway, again, like, what do you say? So I kind of started having to craft, like, all right, if I see someone, I need to have some sort of in or some sort of thing that I can connect with them on because it just felt weird for me to just randomly be like, hi, I'm Kyle. Um, so anyway – as I'm kind of thinking about things, these things, my wife and I go get dinner again. This is, this is still just the first night, but like I'm on cloud nine, right? Like I have been meeting everyone under the sun in such a short amount of time. My, by the way, holding your nine month old daughter is a cheat code to being approachable <laughs> at these events. Uh, John Heyman actually at one point walked by and I just said, Hey John, how you doing? And he goes, Hey, Oh, cute kid right like it, just from there it's it's just easier to have the conversations but as we're sitting down at dinner i recognized lance brozdowski from chicago marquee tv um lance is one of the the reporters and also on camera talent what i i don't know why it was just one of those moments where you're like oh that's tony <laughs> and so i walked up behind and i was like tony hey tony Tony, <laughs> I'm like, what? I know this is the guy. And he turns around and he's like, I'm not Tony. I'm like, well, wait a second. Aren't you on marquee? He's like, yes, I am. I'm Lance. I was like, ah, Lance. I'm so sorry. That's super embarrassing considering I watch like every Cubs game and you're on during the pregame for most of them. I should know that your name is Lance. Um, but either way, it was, it was funny because then right after that, Bruce Levine with marquee also popped up. I got to say hi to him. Took a picture with both him and and Lance. And that was just, I mean, it was a great first night. Like, this is the pregame stuff, right? Like, this is us just on a whim going out there. And I felt like in these three hours that we were there, it was probably the coolest three hours of baseball, not related to a game, right? Just the experience of, of being around baseball people that I'd ever had in my life. So that night, I was like, all right, we got a game plan. So what we're going to do is we're going to get breakfast in the morning. We're going to go do some more walking. Again, my wife and daughter are with me. We're going to set up the camera in the lobby and see if I can just like grab someone as they're walking by and just see where it goes from there. Well, that plan didn't work out too well. Uh, day started off really awesome. We went to brunch, and Ron Washington sat 
right near us. So it would say about two or three tables down and he was by himself and I wanted to say hi, but I was helping my wife with my daughter. And then as soon as I was ready to go say hi, well, he got up and he started getting his food. It was buffet. And when he went back and sat back down, like that was my shot. But then we're packing up our stuff to go and someone else comes up and sits down to eat with him. And that's where I got into like analysis paralysis mode. You know how like when you see someone across the room that you're like, I want to go introduce myself to them. And the longer you wait, the longer you wait, the longer you wait, it just gets harder and harder. That was exactly this. So we literally walked right by him and I didn't say a word and I, I wish I would have. I was instead the the weird guy who was taking a video from afar of him. So <laughs> there you go. Um, and then right after that, I was just kind of kicking myself for not saying hi. And then there goes Mark DeRosa again by himself. And I'm like, ah, I want to say hi. And I froze again. I, Oh, man. It was just, it was a morning that I was just like in my head. And I, once again, like, what do you say to these guys? If you don't have anything to say, what do you say? So, you know, it was kind of an, a, off to a rough start in the morning. Plus, I, I set up my camera. We're not really seeing anyone around. It seems like the nighttime is definitely more of like when these coaches and players and, and GMs and front office people, reporters were all around because in the daytime, the morning time, it was no one around. And I'm not sure why that was. But because of that, I decided, well, you know, Lance, I saw him the night before. I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but he offered to be on my show. So I'm just going to text him. And I texted him and he said, yeah, I'm down for 1130. I'll come up, come by the lobby and be on the show. So while I was waiting for 1130 to, to come around, uh, I just decided to do some more walking around. But this time I said, all right, Throw, throw fear out the window. Like, let's just go and have conversations. And it was just like, as soon as my mind changed on that, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Tori Lovello, Mark DeRosa, Jeff Passan, right in a row. And I said hi to all of them. And Tori, I connected with him. If you didn't see the episode I did with Boog Shambi, Boog has an incredibly hilarious story about Tori at the end of the, the show. You need to go check it out. Just go back to the past podcast I did with Boog Shambi. And I told that story to Tori and he's like, oh my gosh, Boog and I, like we crack up over that all the time. And so that was a great in to have with him. Mark DeRosa, I just was like, every time I saw this guy, by the way, he was by himself. There was only one time he actually was having dinner with Brian Kenny. And that was the only time I saw him with someone. Uh, I saw him the most of anyone, but he was always by himself. But, you know, I not looking into it at all, but it was just kind of weird. Like he seems like an extremely extroverted person on camera. Maybe he's one of those guys that's like an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert, whichever the term that is. Because I walked up to him, he was super chill. He was telling me about how uh, Wrigley was his favorite place to play at and his time in Chicago was his favorite because he got to be a family man. He actually got to take his wife and kids out to dinner he didn't play every night. He was, you know, playing in the daytime. And so that was really cool to just kind of hear that. We didn't talk for very long, long enough to get a photo. Um, and then Jeff Passan, I asked him the same question that I asked Ken Rosenthal. So that was my in with him. And he gave me a much different answer than, than Ken, which I really appreciated. He said, if I were to start again today, not only would I just work hard like I did before, but I would really niche down. I would get very specific and get very laser focused with what my brand and what my message was going to be. And that resonated with me because that's exactly what I teach in real estate, right? When we talk about building a business or making money or real estate, like there's so many shiny object syndromes, just narrow in and focus on one. And 
as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing that with this YouTube channel and, and podcast. I'm focusing on just general overall baseball and whoever I can talk to, I want to talk to. And that's not going to niche anything down. That's that's actually very broad and very vague and very gray. And so I decided that moment, you know what? I've been feeling the pull for a while, but I'm making this now an exclusive Cubs podcast. Now, uh, as we'll find out later in the story, will I say no to big guys? Like, you know, if I get a chance one day to interview Albert Pujols, of course not. I'm not going to say no to that, but there's going to be some sort of Cubs twist any chance I can get. In the meantime, as soon as he said that, I knew that it was time to rebrand to still be the setup man, but the setup man now a, a Cubs podcast. And so you're going to be seeing a lot more of that kind of content from me moving forward. But as soon as Jeff told me this, I said, okay, now I have a clear vision of what I need to do here. And that was, you know, right around 11 o'clock. So I still had about 10 hours left at this event. So I said, I'm going to just meet as many Cubs people as possible that I can have on my show in the future. So 1130 comes around. I get to sit down with Lance. And as soon as I sit down with Lance, now it's game on because it's become a Cubs podcast and that's who he works for, the Cubs. So we got to talk about all things prospects and Cubs and what they're going to be doing this offseason. And that was a blast. Right after that, I texted Cody Del Mendo, who works with the CHGO Cubs podcast. I said, come on the show. He said, yeah, let's do it. So he came over. It was kind of funny. He was like, you're just set up in the lobby. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I don't, I don't have a media pass. And he saw, saw the setup with the camera and he's like, dude, I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, we just had a great conversation Two Cubs fans, just chatting it up. Um, I was jealous though. Cause Cody got to later that day have Ben Zobris on the show. Didn't even know that Ben Zobris was there was, was a little, little, little bitter that I didn't get to, to meet Ben, but Cody did. But either way, I digress. He, he did tell me though about the media room that I apparently had no idea was there. Again, this was a giant hotel. And so when he told me about this room where MLB Network was set up, I was like, that sounds cool. And he just kind of generally pointed in the direction. So after he left, I just went on an exploration there and decided I'm going to go try to find this room. And as soon as I walked in, it was like, oh my gosh, I've been here for 24 hours almost. And I didn't even know about this room. ESPN, Sirius XM, the Yankees and the Mets had their own networks there. And it was just... Boom, booth after booth after booth with live TV broadcasts. And I I was in the room right where like all the important people were at. The GMs, the the coaches, the media, everyone was in one spot now and it was it was a great opportunity. So I had to, a couple hours left in the day. I said I got to make the most of this. Ended up running into my former mentor uh, Matt Vaskersian. I interned with him with the Padres when he was there back in uh, 2007, 2008, right around there. Saw Jake Peavy and Harold Reynolds, but it was from afar. Um, and I got to, you know, really see a few other MLB network folks, um, from afar. It was, it was, it was cool, but it, I also was able to make a few more contacts for the Cubs, Taylor McGregor and Jordan Bastion. If you're not familiar with them, Taylor works for Marquee as well. Jordan with MLB.com. And just got to say, I also ran into Patrick Mooney, who we had on the show. That was really cool. Uh, he's a Cubs writer for The Athletic. And and this was just a great way to end the night. I also, by the way, uh, back in the day, 
you know, I, I worked with the Padres. I also worked for the Juco World Series, and I randomly ran into three people from those past lives that I was not expecting to see. Jenny Kavnar, who is now with the Rockies and has been for a while, and she's on Sirius XM Radio, ran into her completely out of luck, um, and... She didn't recognize me at first because I have less hair and a beard, where back then I had more hair and no beard. Uh, Then I ran into Danny Wexelman, who's also, um, I believe she's now with MLB.com. I can't remember where exactly she's at, but she's uh, a radio voice as well. Met her at the Juco World Series, and then Daniel Kramer, who is the uh, exclusive writer for MLB.com, beat writer for the Mariners, ran into all of them. Just really kind of cool to get back in the atmosphere and, and realize just how small this uh, this industry is. But as soon as this night was over, right, I was thinking, wow, what a, what a great way to wrap up the trip. But the trip was not done yet. This is the best part of it, guys. We get to our airport or our gate, and I'm sitting down. I've, I've got so much work to catch up on now because I've missed six days, and I've got my laptop open, and I see out of the corner of my eye this guy like looking – to make sure he's at the right gate. And I look up and it's freaking Dave Roberts. (laughs) I just say, Dave, he looks at me. I was like, Hey Dave, I'm Kyle. I I was actually at the winter meetings the last couple days. Didn't see around. And he's like, Oh no, that's, that's awesome. I said, you know, my wife is in the bathroom right now. She's, she's changing our nine month old daughter, but she's a huge Dodgers fan. Unfortunately, I, I didn't say unfortunately, but that's what I was thinking. And, and he was like, yeah, bring her over. Let's take a photo. And so I, my wife comes back from the bathroom and I said, you need to drop everything right now and you're going to come take a photo with someone and you're going to be really excited. And she was like, what? And she walks up and she's got this look of like, I couldn't tell if it was a look of who is this or a look of like, I can't believe this person is in front of me. And then she says the words, oh my gosh, can I please hug you? And then I realized she knew who it was and he starts, you know, oogling Madeline and, you know, uh, playing, playing around with her and Gracie's just flipping out again. All this is on camera. This is all on video on the, the recap video that I made that's on our YouTube channel. So go check it out. Oh man. But it, that, that itself was super cool. took a couple photos with us. Gracie even went back and put Madeline's bow on and got another photo. I said, let's stop bugging him. And she, <laughs> she still wanted to go get the photo. And we get on the plane and we walk by and, and picture this. There's five rows of first class seats, two seats on each side. So count that up five times four. That's 20 seats. 19 of the 20 seats are taken. One of the seats isn't taken. And I say, I say, oh, babe, where's where's Dave? I thought he already got on the the flight she goes no he didn't get on the flight he's behind us i was like oh that makes sense that's why there's an empty seat right there and then we sit down in our seats and gracie goes he's he's walking back this way and i'm like what no he's in first class there's no way she's like no yeah he's walking back this way and and he sees us and he's like oh hey and he looks at his ticket he goes what are the chances i'm sitting right there he sits right next to us i'm like i look over at gracie as he's putting his bag away and we're both just like oh <laughs> you know, and and as soon as he sits down, well, there's another guy right behind him that says, "Hey, I I think you're sitting in my seat." And Dave gets ready to get out of his seat, and I said, "Sir, what can I do to convince you to take 
to take this man's seat. I'll pay you 20 bucks. I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you dinner. This is one of my wife's favorites, and, and we really want to sit next to him. And he said, you know what? It's Christmas, and I really want to spread the Christmas cheer, so you go for it. And then as soon as he said you go for it, he realized that Dave's seat was a middle seat, and Dave had taken the aisle seat. And so he sits down in the middle seat, and I was like, I was like, dude, I promise, like, I would love to buy you a drink. I didn't realize it was going to be a middle seat. And he's like, he's like, I might take you up on that. We'll see. Anyway, for the next three hours, this is the three-hour flight. So this is pretty awesome. For the next three hours, Dave and I just talk life, talk baseball. We exchange stories. He just plays and loves on Madeline. Gracie got to talk to him a bunch, too. It was just the coolest celebrity encounter I've ever had in my life. And he was so cool. He was so down to earth. Uh, we talked about the whole like David Ross firing and turns out that he's really good friends with Jed Hoyer and David Ross. And so that was a weird situation for him to be in. Uh, we talked about how he used to work with Jed Hoyer at the, when, when he was at the front office with the Padres and he played for Theo Epstein when he was with the Red Sox, we talked about, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the getting recognized out. I asked him, you know, do you ever get irritated when people come up to you and, and, you know, say, Hey Dave. And he's, he told me something really interesting. He said, I, I don't get irritated. I, I really do genuinely enjoy it, but I don't like when people say, take a photo with me or do this with me. Like I'm their puppet. Basically I, I added the word puppet. He didn't say that, but you know, so if you see Dave Roberts out, ask, don't, don't tell. In fact, that goes for any celebrity, right? Like just don't, be that guy that just thinks like, oh, uh, because I met you in person now, I deserve your time. Just don't be that person. And, and that's that's essentially um, where Dave was was going with that. But we we talked, you know, we even talked about family. We talked about, you know, I didn't realize he had cancer and went through chemo, um, and his dad had died of cancer, and and you know, just all this stuff. It was really really amazing to be able to just connect with Dave Roberts on a human level. And at one point I, I did the bold thing. I said, Hey, you know, uh, it, cause I told him, I was like, Oh yeah, I've had Troy gloss on my show. I've had Ted Lilly. He's like, Oh, you must have a pretty legit show. And I was like, you know, it's, it's brand new. And I was like, I'd love to have you on. And he was like, well, what's the premise? And, and we're already like two hours into a conversation. So, you know, like he's getting asked to be on everything under the sun. And I talked to him a little bit about it. And he's like, you know what? I think I can do that. So end of the flight, we're talking um, actually about vacationing and, and this kind of stuff and where we like to go for vacation. I told him about this place in Hawaii. He's like, will you text me that information on that place? I was like, yeah, let's let's go. So he gave me his number. And um, right after we got off the flight, I I told I texted him a couple photos that we took and I just said wow like what what an amazing opportunity thank you so much for being the person you are thank you for taking the time to just make this the highlight of our trip and he responded with it was a pleasure and a joy to meet you and your family uh, take care of Madeline and it was just so cool um, and uh, yeah and he said on that text I'm looking forward to being on the podcast too. So just really, really uh, an amazing trip overall, but like that was the explanation point of everything. And now like, shoot, we just need to go to airports more. Rob Schneider, Dave Roberts, like we're on a roll now. So we got to do more of this, but 
at the end of the day, what I recommend is if you've thought about going to the winter meetings but don't have a reason, just do it anyway. I remember when I was just getting out of college, I was going to go to the winter meetings. They were, I believe, in Vegas or Florida or something. But then I got my job as a sports anchor in Colorado and couldn't go. And then uh, that dream and experience just kind of like went to the wayside for a while. And recently in the last couple of years, I was like, how cool would it be to go to the winter meetings? And then we were going to go this last year, but then my, my wife got pregnant and she was seven months pregnant when the winter meetings happened. So I was like, well, that's not going to happen. And when I finally went this time, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been missing out on so much. And I didn't have a press pass and I still got to meet all these people. They were all approachable. No one gave me the, the stank eye. No one told me to take a hike. Everyone was approachable from the media to the players to the coaches, to the GMs, everyone. So I saw plenty of college students there that are looking to get jobs. I saw plenty of people there to network. I saw plenty of fans who just wanted autographs and photos. People of all walks of life were doing this. So just get out there and do it. Just go. You will not regret, regret this. Regret. I can't, I can't talk now. I sound like Elmer Fudd. Um, you will not regret going on your own. Like this is something, even if you are by yourself, I do recommend going with someone. Uh, that was super helpful. My wife was my cheerleader. She really was just like, Hey, uh, you're awesome. Stop, you know, thinking twice about this. Just go up and introduce yourself. And that really helped, uh, having Madeline there as a conversation starter helped as well. But if you can go with someone, it's even better. If you have to go by yourself, still do it. I loved it. I loved every minute, and I'm, I can't wait to go next year. I don't know where it's at, but wherever it ends up being, we're going to be there, and I hope that if you go there next year that you will also say hi to me. So I'm going to wrap this thing up. Guys, if you're not already subscribed to the Setup Man podcast, please get going. Subscribe, leave a review. It really helps with our effort to, to get more eyes on this. Um, I'm just I'm just a, a passionate baseball fan following my passions, not looking to make a buck on this, but just seeing who I can meet along the way. And uh, now that we're going to be talking a lot of Cubs stuff, I hope that I'll be meeting a lot of you Cubs fans uh, in California. I'm, I'm in Cali as uh, they play the Dodgers and the Giants and the A's and the Angels and the Padres. I'll be at the games, but I'll be definitely going to Wrigley for a few games this year too. I'll definitely, definitely be at spring training, so say what's up. Um, thanks for listening in and I'm going to go put my arm on ice. Talk to you soon.